By all accounts, we are live, and you know what that means. It is Monday night. It is Toronto. This is the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host, Chris Schreier, still rocking a very questionable mustache. I would like to apologize in advance for that. It's sticking around for another two weeks, so I think you know what that means if you've been following along at home, kids. While you puzzle out that chestnut, here's my buddy Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers. Take us there, Rob. Yes, that is Rob Curry and the Curry Brothers with our theme, Link Ray Gun. It almost feels crazy mentioning this, but the link to buy that record is in the description, and you should if you haven't yet. It's amazing. Um, yeah, there's some big rugby news, guys. Big rugby news, but it's not rugby time yet. You know what time it is? It's time for this little fella. Look at this cute little beer in this cute little short can with these Beautiful fireworks all over the label. What an interesting looking beer. This is Shimmer Double Dry Hopped IPA from Rorschach Brewing. Get the pour for the kids at home. Not going to forget you this time, kids at home. No, sir. No, ma'am. Look at the color on that. Oh, my golly. This is orange juice. It is opaque. It is orangish yellow with a nice fluffy white head oh my golly what a delight now remember this is a double dry hopped ipa so we shouldn't be surprised with the clarity this has never seen a filter in its life unless it's a filter on instagram or that other one snapchat it's not where people do all the filters or filters thing on tiktok i've been using tiktok by the way, yeah, I've been using TikTok. When my audio for this podcast is processing, once I've done the edit up, I jump on and I do a 60-second review of the beer that I drank on TikTok. So, a little shameless self-promotion there. What's my account on TikTok? Don't know. It's either Chris Schreier or the Toronto Beer Podcast. Look for both. I'll be there. Not hard to find. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, we were talking about filters and that this beer's never seen a filter in its life. No, it is opaque and delightful. Doesn't look chunky. Sometimes if you look at the bottom of the glass, nope, no chunks. So it's, it's not, it, well, it's not chunky. It's just a hazy boy. Uh, now, I bought this knowing something about it, which is that it had Nelson Sovan hops and another one. And all I remembered was that I'd never heard of it and that it sounded New Zealand. So I have a feeling this is going to be a New Zealandy beer. With no further ado, let me just stick my schnozzle over this and give it a give it an old sniff. Oh, man, it smells so... It's actually almost more white grape than white wine, but there's definitely white wine in there. But there's like fresh white grapes on the nose. What, what, you know what I mean? Green, white, right? Right. We call those white grapes, I think. But they're green, green grapes. You know what I mean? Not red ones. 
not purple. Green. White grapes. Am I making sense here? What else do we got? There's some citrusy things going on. Like orange juice. Maybe a bit of peel. Kind of an orangey, lemony peel kind of vibe. Maybe a touch of something evergreeny. Maybe. I'm going to go ahead and drink this because we got a lot of rugby to talk about. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to forget. Don't you worry about that. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Whew. Okay. Yeah. Mm, hang on. Oh, yeah. No, I got it. Strangely, right off the top, there's a bit of uh, evergreen and some orange juice. And then there's that white wine, grapey, Venice vibe. There's a moment of, uh, of honeydew melon bit of melony, honeydew melon taste. And then it finishes on orange juice and orange and lemon peel. It's really nice. This is a very tasty IPA. Mmm. I've learned my lesson. I think there's wheat in here. <laughs> there's definitely oats. Uh, if there's not oats in that beer, I don't know how they're getting that level of creaminess. But I'm also pretty sure I taste wheat. So I'm going to go with there is wheat and oats in this. Uh, there's a bit of a wheaty tang. You know, sometimes I'm not sure if it's the hop or not. It's not. It's wheat. I almost guarantee it. Yeah, it, just that. Just what I said. Definitely wheat and oats. Start with some orange juice, some peel, and some evergreen. You get a big hit of white wine, some honeydew melon, and then it finishes fairly dry with orange juice and orange and lemon peel. And it is delightfully creamy bodied. It's really nice. If you're tuning in and just wondering what's so nice, it is a shimmer. Double Dry Hopped IPA from Rorschach Brewing, just down the street from me. Love these guys. I'll tell you a secret. I actually get Rorschach a lot because I drive past it on my way back from work. So before I finished my day, I just pull in, grab a couple of cans, finish out my day, hop on my bike and go home. And hey, presto, I've got cans of beer. Maybe a touch of lime in that citrus melange to maybe invent a word. Melange is a word, I believe. A mixture. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a in that peel. That's what it is. There's some lime in that in the peely part of the hop. Not crazy bitter. There is a bit of bitterness, but you remember we were talking last week about the two loons, how it has like a very pronounced bitterness. This isn't as bitter. That said, there is still some bitterness. It's not like just straight up hop juice, but it's not assertively bitter by any standards. It's 
just a little bitter. Hmm. So tasty. I think uh, eating with this, especially with that white wine thing going on, we're going for fish. Some sort of a Caribbean style fish grilled. Mahi mahi, for instance. Um, possibly with a bit of a glaze on it. Some sort of a glaze that's got some sugar, maybe some brown sugar and some rum. Mmm. Because uh, sweetness is the only thing that this beer is really not presenting a lot of. So that would be pretty nice. I think you'd enjoy that. The white wine with the fish, see where I'm going. Those citrusy tropical notes with some of the Caribbean spicing and whatever's in your rum brown sugar glaze. Probably some citrus. Mmm. Yeah, that's real tasty. Shimmer. Pick it up now. It's at the brewery. Oh, I should read the can. Crafted to emanate pure elegance, this double dry hopped IPA is brewed with oats and wheat. Told you so. And hopped with Rewaka? Rewaka? Rewaka. I'm going to go with Rewaka. See, I told you it sounded like it was from New Zealand. And Nelson Sovin, which is definitely from New Zealand. This radiant beer, good adjective there, agreed, radiant beer, boasts notes of juicy tropical passion fruit. Hmm. White wine grape and tangerine citrus with hints of grapefruit and pine. Gotta be honest, I'm not, I'm not tracking passion fruit, but they didn't mention the honeydew melon. So maybe we're just pulling apart the same flavors in a different way. It does say with a smooth body. Agreed on that. And restrained bitterness. Also agree on that. Shimmer glistens with abundant hop flavor and aroma, leaving you with a dazzling finish. That's pretty accurate. It does dazzle. Let's look at what Rewaka hops are. Rewaka hops. Oh, they're from Yakima Valley. Maybe they're not. Oh, yeah, they're in New Zealand. All right. Also referred to as D-Saws. D-Saws. Rewaka hops are one of the most prized varieties to come out of New Zealand. Rewaka blend, brand 85.6-23, real catchy name there, guys. Also referred to as D-Saws, is a triploid hop variety with old line Saws genetics. Hmm. The Saws genetics really shine in Rewaka as it has much of the same aroma, but just more of it. They literally say, but just more of it. Ruwaka has nearly double the total oils of Saws, so expect powerful citrus aromas of pink grapefruit. Fair. The fresh and zesty aroma makes Ruwaka a great fit in any IPA or hazy style. I feel like I would have expected a bit more spice out of a Saws lineage. It does have my, myrcene, carophylline, ferenzin, I never know how to say that one, humulene, 
and selenine, 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 something like that. I'm not great with those. Jordan knows a lot about that stuff. Where's Jordan when you need him? Not putting anything in the comments, I can tell you that. Mmm. Anywho, really delicious. Very fruit forward. Probably would be in the realm of things that Ben Johnson would say it's not bitter enough, but I think it's bitter enough. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. I enjoy that. Shimmer. Rorschach Brewing. Pick it up now. Real good beer. Real good. They do great IPAs in general. They're very, very good IPA makers. Even if you don't think you like them too hazy, give it a spin. Hey. So, rugby? Yeah, I think it's time we do that. This is, of course, the Toronto Beer and Rugby podcast for the next foreseeable few weeks. First of all, let's address the one that I know you're really concerned about because you can't watch it on TSN, which is the fates of the Balmy Beach Rugby Football Club. And I am pleased to announce that this past weekend, the men's ones and twos playing in the McCormick and G-Gage Cups won both their games. That is correct. The twos playing in the G-Gage Cup. Um, this is going to sound indecent, but I'll explain it in a second. Uh, uh, we defeated the Buccaneers uh, 74 to 19. And uh, first off, when I say we, that was we. I played. I had a good... Looked like it was going to be about 15, but I think they whistled it up a bit shorter than that. It was probably more like 12 minutes of play. Which was nice. I like to get out there and run around a little. Uh, did miss a tackle. I was just out of position. Then I had to chase the guy down. Someone else tackled him first, though. Uh, did hit a few rucks, though. Had a couple of scrums. Love a good scrum. Oh, yeah, and I was, I was scrummaging behind a real solid prop, and so we were driving hard. It was That's a good feeling. Uh, anyway, other than that, uh, the whole thing about it being indecent, G-Gage Cup, this part of it is round robin, and point difference can really matter, so we actually do have to run the score up. We would have anyway because we're kind of jerks that way, but we also needed to run the score up. So don't feel like, ah, oh, you should have taken your foot off the gas or whatever. We needed to keep it on the gas. <laughs> 74 points. <laughs> That's a lot of points. I think we'd hit our bonus point four tries um, before the half. So that, that was good. It was a good outing. And then the ones uh, played Waterloo County. Always going to be a challenging game. And indeed, finished in a tie, 32-32, which in Ontario means you go to two 10-minute halves, but they're golden point or sudden death, if you prefer that term, which is to say the first team that scores wins. In a lot of international tournaments, you have to play those two full 10-minute halves. I think you play one, and if you're still tied, you have to play another. But it's the score at the end, not if whoever scores first. Anyway, we scored first and won, so that was great, too. Happy days. We both have a bye week now, and we'll be back at it uh, the last weekend in September, I'm assuming up at Fletcher's, because that's where it always is. It's going to be a tough one, though, unfortunately for the uh, G-Gage Cup. It seems increasingly likely we're probably going to be playing either Scottish or Oakville. But because both of them had teams in the McCormick Cup that have been eliminated, it's very likely we'll actually be playing mostly their ones team, 
with our twos team, which is going to be a real heavy lift. Now, if anyone can do it, Balmy can. I just don't know if anyone can do it. So that could be a problem. Uh, as far as the ones go in the McCormick Cup final, uh, I think it looks likely like we're getting Brantford. I think it's Brantford, who... Again, if you remember from a few weeks ago, defeated us in our last game of the regular season. So on the one hand, we want to get them back. On the other, we don't have a great history with them right now. So that's a little stressful. But anyway, promises to be a real good day. Can't wait for that. Oh, man, it's so good. I don't know why everyone doesn't play rugby. It's fantastic. And then the big, big, big show, of course, the World Cup is on. I will give you a couple of insights into the big, big, big game, which is Ireland look like they're rolling. They can stay healthy. Look out. England look like they're a hot mess of garbage that got puked up by a cat. Uh, and uh, I'm not just saying that because they beat Japan and I wanted to see Japan win. If they think they can play that way against almost anybody who is a tier one nation and even have a hope of a point, they got another thing coming. They played like absolute trash. Uh, I was joking around, but then it panned out to be true, which is all you have to do is defend England for five phases and then they'll defend themselves by knocking the ball on. And I swear that happened so many times. There was one noteworthy play um, by a guy who admittedly I enjoy uh, both watching his rugby playing and also his off-field shenanigans. And that is one Joe Marler Joe is the uh, tight head prop for England. Old guy. I mean, he's not as old as me, but I'm basically dead in real rugby. Uh, but he's an old fellow, great scrummager, real slab of a man. Uh, he had a pass, which he missed. It hit him in the head. When it hit him in the head, he did definitely move his head in a way that made it look like he might have been trying to do it. I don't think he was. I think it hit him in the head. But it's not a knock-on if it hits you in the head. You're allowed to head the ball in rugby. You just almost never see it. But because it didn't touch any other part of his body, well, it could have touched his feet, too, because you can kick the ball forwards. But you can only move the ball forwards like that with your head or your feet. Anyway, he did it with his head, Courtney Laws grabbed it and ran in for a try to remind everyone that you need to play to the whistle. Even if you thought the ball was knocked on, if the official doesn't call it, you got to keep playing. And Japan didn't. It was a fun little bit of trivia there in the game. Unfortunately, about three passes before that, there was a very egregious, like probably by a meter forward pass. So the play never should have been allowed to continue, but... Sometimes the officials get it right, and sometimes they don't. And in that particular case, they got it wrong. So, that happens. What else happened this weekend? Fiji, holy moly, slapped Australia around. Makes the pool really interesting. Wales uh, were expected to throttle Portugal, but Portugal showed up like with the game of their life, and uh, Wales got through it. They got a bonus point win. Portugal didn't get anything, but it was like way closer than it should have been. Like it was 20 something to 12 or something like it was it was intense. Um, they were in it the whole time. But uh, because of that, Wales has two bonus points. So they have 10 points in the pool. 
Fiji, on the other hand, has seven points in the pool because they had two losing bonus points and then five, I think, from the weekend, um, which really means Wales is going to have to win at least uh, Australia or Georgia, possibly both. It would be very it would be very weird to see a team win three games, including at least two bonus points and not go through, but it's mathematically possible. So Wales has got a lot to work on right now. They also did not look very good. That said, nobody thought they were going to win the tournament going in. Not even myself. I'm optimistic, but not that optimistic. Uh, anything else to mention from the rugby? Hmm. Now, that's all I got. It was a heck of a weekend, though. And uh, more coming. And this is the week when we start getting midweek games, like Wednesday nights and stuff. So just it's coming hot and fast now. It's time. It's time. Uh, That's what I got. That's what we're doing today. I'm going to shut this down, do that TikTok video that I've teased out, and think a lot more about rugby and finish this beer. Mmm, it's delicious. Once again, Shimmer, double dry hopped IPA from Rorschach Brewing. Pick this up. If you want to watch the rugby, the World Cup, it is on TSN 2, 4, and 5, depending on which game and what time. Uh, So check that out. And if you want to come and support Bombay Beach Club, let me know. It's Fletcher's Field two weeks. I don't know the time yet. But uh, if you want to know, I'll tell you as soon as I know. I'll make it obvious. Other than that, have yourself a good week. I will be back here in seven days to drink another beer, probably talk a lot more rugby, and uh, just have a grand old time. So until then, be good. Listen to my buddy Rob Curry. Take us home. Bye. Bye.